Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What's up, Jennifer Mertland? <laughs> Monica, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Are you? I'm not angry at all today. Oh, that's good. That's I know. Good Let's reschedule. Reschedule. Yeah. Give it an hour. It doesn't work. It doesn't work if you're not your normal pissed off self. I mean, <laughs> I feel I like know. we can. I feel like I have some rage building up with this topic. <laughs> Good. (laughs) All right, guys. Welcome and thank you for joining us. We love, love, love our listeners. We love having you here for another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. And today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this subject. Ooh, this one. Everybody can relate to this one. Are escalation clauses an effective negotiation strategy? Now, be clear. I didn't ask. They bug the shit out of you. I asked. Are they an effective negotiation strategy? No. Jen, what? Ridiculous. That is ridiculous. No. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. Yes, they are. All right. Tell me. Go. All right, I'll go. go. They're not because they require math. And most agents <laughs> don't know how to do math. If you stop we, insulting a, my people. Yes. You stop it. We you have calculators. It. We got you guys, they don't know how to do that either. They get so freaking confused and all this stuff. I mean, oh my God. You know, we can do 3% math like nobody's I business. I mean, like, yeah, quick. I mean, nobody's business. But that's the only down. one. And I think especially yeah. in an age where you're getting, I think they could work if you have like one or two, well, not one, but like a couple of offers. But once you're getting into like 5, 10, 20 offers and they all have escalation clauses, it's too much. I think it's too much. Best and final, just tell me what you think the house is worth. The sellers will agree or they won't. And that's it. Boom, boom, done, done. You know, we just had a deal we had to submit this weekend and the, the agent said, no escalation clauses. Put your It's been happening more and more. You know why? It's pain in the ass. No, it isn't. I don't understand that from a listing standpoint. I think you're selling your seller short. I think it's actually not a great strategy if you're especially the listing agent to shut That's that wrong. down. Why? Because we... We put I an offer it. in a hard when you make offer. that face. You have got to watch our YouTube channel and see Monica's like double take. We did not edit it. This is real life no. double take. <laughs> because I think you clients might skin. My experience <laughs> tells me that buyers will escalate higher then they will hard offer. And so if my responsibility is to get the best offer for my sellers, then an escalation clause will yield that. Now, if you're doing for the buyers though, do you always go, like people will go like up to 350 or up to like, say they'll round it out, right? But I'm like, let's go like, everybody's doing that. Let's go like 352, 352, 457 or something ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) But you're still escalating, right? No, that that's just like the the it's offer. The hard number? Yeah. Ridiculous. Because maybe uh well, recently um we went up to 3 2 270 and got it for 260 
in an escalation. So my okay. buyer was very happy, right? Yeah, but that, that disproves your point for the, I mean, would they have gone to two, they were willing to do 270. I don't think on so a So if I'm a listing agent, I'm going to say, hey, Monica, that's, you can, if you get the buyers to go up to 270, they can have the house. You can do that. Now that's a smart negotiating strategy from that standpoint, but you wouldn't have known that without the escalation clause being part I of mean, the deal. I mean, you can submit it all day long. I just don't think it's a good idea. I think it's confusing. And I think that- Confusing this, for who? For the- Girl, please. Come on, come on. It's not. It's two, a thousand dollars over this one. But until there's you can't 10 of them. One. Doesn't matter. I don't know. They escalate themselves. They do. It's dumb. Just give the offer. You know, one time I tried to do that. I went, they, I was the listing agent and the couple put an escalation clause in and I went to them and asked them to remove the escalation. And just if, if they would give this, then we would have it. And the agent said, no, I think we're going to stick with the escalation clause. And I, uh, because they were calling me out, they didn't think I had the other offer to escalate it. Oh, and as that other offer walked away, I didn't have it. So my attempt at just pure negotiation was fair, right? But they called me out on it. it <laughs> they called your bluff. Yeah, and it worked for them. But we got the deal together. It's fine. But I didn't get to, I didn't get to super perform for my sellers in that situation. Wah, like I was open. Well, they were still happy, but um. I just don't see how you can argue against the escalation clause. I think it just allows the, the, the buyer to not have to put all of their money down on the table. I agree, but I'm not, I mean, I but think that's true. It's that a great effective negotiating strategy. I think for the sellers, it's just, it's too much. Just tell me what you're going to pay. You already are showing me your cards with the escalation clause. So I already know mm -hmm. what you're willing to pay, right? And in the land of multiple offers, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Just give the I'm highest. I'm only best. willing to pay it if somebody else is willing to pay a thousand. The less. chances of that happening is high. Give me your highest and best. <laughs> you you need a break. <laughs> you need to take a break. Let's take a you're break. You're not making any sense. Get out you're your calculators. I'm sorry. Do you remember the calculators? The old, you have an old school one. The yes. old school calculators where you could type words. And I love the way these feel, these buttons. Oh yeah, you, you do like boobless or something. Yeah, what was the other words you could type? Hell? Um, boobs, hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was seven, seven, three, four or something. Wow, wow. Hold wow. on, let me, let me try it. Seven, While seven, Monica's seven, trying it, let's take a break. Yeah, hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell, hell. Oh, hell. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Let's take a break. Hear a word from our favorite partners. And when we return, we will have the final punches. Listen up to these partner offers, guys. They're freaking great. Are you ready to grow? Maybe ready to start a team or at least hire out some leverage? Well, let's get your foundation checked. Go to mygrowthscore.com and take a free business assessment. Now, this assessment was designed and created by my coach, Coach John Kitchens. It helps you discover which of the eight growth factors could be holding your business back. And just like a house, it's important to make sure you have the right foundation before adding that second story. So go to mygrowthscore.com and find out how you rank.
If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to PipelineProTools.com slash Fight Club, book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's PipelineProTools.com slash Fight Club. Welcome back. Let's get back to the battle inside the ring. Jen is just like circling the drain here because it just makes absolutely no sense that you would say escalation. Depends on your perspective. Whose perspective are we coming from? The truth. If you're from the buyer's perspective, I think it makes sense. I think you don't because the escalation clause allows you not to pay high if nobody else wants it. Right. But if you're not, if you're from the listing side, mm-hmm. you, I mean, and you want everybody's best and final, which is the highest offer in the escalation clause. I just believe that the buyer's best and highest is higher if there's escalation strategy. You think they will go higher, higher. than they normally would? Yes. Yes. Okay. I don't know that to be true. I'm operating (laughs) under the assumption that that is their, that is basically their highest and best, or they might even go like, they could even go a little bit higher. Maybe. I don't know. What? I don't think so. They might. I don't think so. I think people, I think high, I think escalation clauses are a form of gambling in a way for the buyer that they're willing to take a chance yeah, I'll go, I'll go 270 and I'm willing to take a chance and nobody else is going 268, you okay. know, or mm-hmm. if, if I'm doing it by two grand, which by the way is what I'm doing now because two grand beats out one grand all the time. Right. It does. <laughs> yeah. So I just think the buyers are, so So from the seller standpoint, my argument is that it is better for you because you, you, I think you see more from the buyer in that case. Okay, well, what we're going to have to agree and disagree on this. Agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what my parents always used to say. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree on this, Monica. Didn't your grandma have like a really funny saying? All grandma? kinds of them. I thought she had one about this. I oh, she might have said we're uh, we're seeing it differently. No, I don't remember. Anyway, we can agree to see it differently. I don't yeah, remember. So I don't remember. It was funny. All kinds of shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Well, I think that's going to have to be the end. That's I the think end. Everyone will be able to be on Team Monica this one. I don't know. I'm not I'm sure. Let's guys. stay tuned for our guest. Oh, to okay. See. Hold, that's fine. One person you can find to believe in what you say, whatever that is. But listen, make sure you're clear on this that I'm not saying it's simpler. It's not. Like, I get it. A true offer is easier to evaluate, but that doesn't mean it's the greatest strategy. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's be the end of today's battle. I'd like to hear what you guys think, not just whoever Jen finds that thinks like Jen does for this particular one. Please help me here. Help me. Yes. And if you liked this, please share this episode with somebody and like it and write a review. You can find us on Instagram where we do really funny reels. We do. Yes. Well, we think we're funny. We think you're funny. We're going to venture into TikTok. If you're on TikTok, friend us. Okay, I'm afraid of that. We have no friends yet. (laughs) 
And (laughs) we are always looking for great people to work with and partner with. And so if you're interested in working with us and partnering with us, feel free to call or text at 513-400-1691. All right, Monica. Bye-bye. See you next time. All right. I am with our tiebreaker today, Christy Terman Rojas. Hey, Christy. Hello. Thanks for being on. So you're a real estate agent since 2003. Dang. You know, there's some real estate agents weren't even born in 2003. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm starting to see that. I'm like, okay, those are my babies. <laughs> right, exactly. But you're in Maryland. You're with uh, Fairfax Realty Premier and you are the tiebreaker for this question. Okay. Are escalation clauses a good negotiation strategy. So that you're asking that from the perspective of a buyer. Yes. Because for the buyer, well, I don't think it's good for either the buyer or the seller, to be honest, but from the buyer perspective, the reason I don't think it's good is because you basically kind of show all the cards in your hand. You're, you're basically saying, I only want to pay you this much, but this is how much I can pay. Yeah. So like the seller is going to be like, oh, and try to figure out a way to get you to that number. Right. Right. Like who wouldn't want to know? I mean, most of us, well, I don't know how it is in all markets, but I know for me, even when I'm writing an offer for a client, I'll get the loan officer to write that they're qualified for that amount. You know, Not like if, a higher amount. Right. Like even if they're qualified for 450, if the offer is being written for 400, I'm going to have an offer, a letter written for that. Because I don't even want the seller to know that they qualify for more. So right. that's kind of what you're doing when you give an escalation clause. Girl, you're saying, yes. Okay. They might as well say, I, you know, I can pay you this, but I don't want to. <laughs> Why do you think it's not good for the seller? I think it opens the seller up to more scrutiny from the buyer side. Okay. And it gives the buyer a little bit more control. I've had buyers, agents, you know, demand that they see the other offers. And yeah. you know, now you're, you're crossing a boundary, in my opinion, that's not your business. <laughs> so yeah, except that it makes sense. If you're saying I'll do like 1500 or 2000 above highest and best up to a certain amount, but they'll want to see, I mean, it makes sense logically, but it gets really like tangled very quickly. It gets tangled. And it, in my opinion, then the, the control shifts to the buyer yeah. Now that the buyer in the seller's business, which yes, it makes sense if they're going to do the clause, which is why I think it's not a good idea for the seller. That's exactly why. But I can see from like the, from the buyers and maybe the buyer's agent's point of view, I can see where they're saying, well, we want to make sure we get the house, but we don't want to overpay for the house. But like, what would you say to those people? I mean, that's exactly the reason why escalation clauses are used, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a double-edged sword because yeah. again, you're, you're exposing yourself. The buyer, the seller can look at that and say, I'm not going to do the clause, but I'm going to counter you at this. Right. So it still comes down to, you know, <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. have to honor your request for the escalation clause. They can simply right. counter. Right. That's yeah. what I tell, that's what I tell sellers to do when I represent them. I say just counter because Christy's a shark. I like it. (laughs) Because then you don't have to answer any questions. You can say, you know, this is, this is what we want to do. I've, I've said, well, you know, there are other offers, but the term, we like the terms of this one, but we'd like you to come up this amount. And if they really want it, then they'll say yes. Yeah. And do they ever like push back on you? 
Like, well, can we I've, see the other offer? I've had some pushback, but I will not disclose other offers because I feel like that again opens up, you know, it could open up mm-hmm. depending on the market you're in or the, you know, the association you're in, it could open up you as a realtor for disclosing private information. Right. Um, and it, then it just puts the seller to me, the seller and the realtor in a situation where legal issues could come up. People get bitter in these kinds of things. It's like divorce. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, we're buddies as long as I'm going to get my way and you're yes. going to sell me your house and all of that. But if you change anything, then now all of a sudden it's a, it's a brawl. You know, you can tell you've been in real estate longer than five minutes. You know, you're like speaking from a wise counsel. Oh my gosh. Well, I appreciate you being on. I'm glad your team, Mertland, finally somebody on my side instead of my co-host side. And if people want to reach out to you, if they have a referral in Maryland or you, I mean, you know about short sales, you know about building trust very quickly with somebody you don't know, if they want to reach out to you about any of that, what is the best way to get a hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me would be my email or uh, my phone number, but my email is Christy Rojas at gmail.com. And then my phone number is 240-417-5536. Perfect. And Christy is C-H-R-I-S-T-I. Rojas is R-O-J-A-S. You said that email? Yep. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you being on, Christy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.